Hi, everyone, and welcome to Every Child Can Learn, and I'm excited to welcome the program, the host, Phil Maycomer. Phil, how are you? Oh, I'm so excited for our episode today, Neil, because it is so practical, and I'm excited for this conversation. Exactly. We always ask a question, and and here is the question. What is a proven teaching strategy that can be used every day to ensure student success in any content area. Wow. That's powerful, Phil, because I think that, you know, there's so many teaching strategies. We talk about the bag full of uh, things we have in our, in our teaching bag, right. Of all these tricks that we have and tips, but it's so important when you think about the strategies that one that could work for all different uh, subject matters, that's that, that could, we could have a huge list. Couldn't we, Phil? Yeah. You know, Neil, um, I love how you said the bag of tricks, right? Because regardless of how long you have been in education, you know what works and what falls flat. And I think that that comes with teaching experience, but it also comes with common sense, right? That we have to know how children's brains work and the best ways to be able to lead and get students to lead. And that's really what we're going to discuss today. And, you know, there's lots of different teaching strategies and we've covered many in our podcast episodes, but this is one of my favorites because it is out of the gate. You could literally use it tomorrow or directly after listening to this podcast. And it could be used pre-K all the way up through graduation and higher ed for any subject matter, like you just said. So how about we dive in and discuss the strategy? Let's go ahead and talk about it. Okay. So this strategy I love is called, I do, we do, you do. And this is a teaching method that is very simple yet very effective to teach new concepts to a child of any age, as I mentioned, from preschool all the way through high school. Now, when we use this strategy consistently, and we'll get into the specifics of how it works here in a minute, it really allows for a greater depth of understanding and confidence with students as they apply concepts independently in the tasks and the activities assigned to them. And Neil, you know that we have discussed many, many times that it is all about relevance and depth of understanding because kids cannot demonstrate what they know if we didn't explicitly teach them, right? That's so true. Yeah, if you don't explain to kids and they don't understand specifically the relevance, the prior knowledge that we know that's so important in teaching any lesson, they're going to be lost. Exactly. And this strategy of I do, we do, you do will get you the success that you need with student engagement, self-confidence, and depth of understanding. So this is a universal strategy, and it includes three things. Demonstration, prompt, and practice. So let's dive in and see how it works, okay? Perfect, cannot wait. So at the beginning of a lesson or when new material is being introduced, the instructor 
has a prominent role in the delivery of the content. Now, this instructor could be a classroom teacher, a special educator, a paraeducator, a speech language pathologist, a guidance counselor, a librarian, or a consultant. This is the I do phase. So the teacher models the appropriate way of performing whatever the skills are included in the new concept being taught. This is the I do phase. This sets the tone for the lesson in several ways. Now, since the students are to have, for example, their pencils down or their Chromebooks closed while the teacher is showing them what to do, it prevents those students who think they know the correct way of doing what's being done ahead of time to really stop, listen, and pause. Now, this step also helps students who need that extra time to process. And you and I, Neil, have talked about that with differentiating to students of all abilities, right? Exactly. Yeah, most definitely. One, one size does not fit all, especially in every child can learn. You have to really tailor it to each individual child. That's right. And that's why this strategy reaches kids of all abilities. So in this I do phase, these students who need the extra time to process and understand the concept gives them a level playing field in the classroom or in the therapy setting or in the special ed setting. And nobody's moving ahead. All the students are focused, they're listening and watching the process being modeled to them and they are learning the steps of the task or the required expectations to succeed. So that's the I do phase. Should we move on to the we do phase next? See, see and that's interesting. You go, I do, now we do. So the I do, is that, is that I do phase always the teachers, it's teacher center or do you think it's more student center? No, the I do, means that the instructor is the one demonstrating to the people who are learning. Okay, so it's definitely teachers. Teachers. Yes. Okay. okay, let's go to we do. So the we do is after the teacher models the correct way to either understand or perform the new concepts being taught, we then move to partnering with students and working through some examples together. Sometimes the partnering can be with classmates as well. It doesn't always have to be adult and student. Now, this allows for a deeper level of learning and understanding to develop. This step allows a teacher to guide and encourage students through the process being taught without leaving them to what I call conquer the beast of the new material that they're learning alone. It really significantly helps build confidence for those timid students or children with learning disabilities or autism or varying special needs. Now, how about that we've covered the first two phases? Right. Let's give a specific example of this. Like okay. say we're in math, like you and I have talked about math in some of the episodes of Every Child Can Learn as a subject area. And, and, you know, one thing I know that many students can struggle with, whether they're at grade level, above grade level, or below grade level, are solving word problems, for example. In the I do phase, the teacher would model how to decipher information and maybe plot information into an at-a-glance table 
to say, who is in the word problem? What needs to be solved? What is the operation? And they're modeling how to do this in the I do as a teacher phase. In the we do phase, the teacher then has the students do it with her in a way that it is a group lesson. So the students are all working from the same example and partnering with the teacher. And then we're doing and plotting that information together for the word problem. Then in the third phase, which is the you do it students phase, the students demonstrate their initial level of understanding of the new concept being taught through independent practice. So with our example related to math, then the students would each have a word problem and then based on they saw the teacher do it, they did it with the teacher. Now they're going to try it independently using the same strategy to solve their word problem. Now, like I said, this works really well in mathematics, but it also works well in science, social studies, life skills. It can work in preschool or kindergarten uh, for language arts or learning to read. Now, the thing that we know is that if you miss a crucial step or you're weak in a specific skill, right. that it can really make new concepts and learning new concepts really difficult. So by using this process, students feel much more supported. It seems like it, they definitely seem more supported because they know that they have the help necessary. A lot of times the hardest part and teaching is when the kids are just afraid that they don't have anyone to help them because you're in a classroom of 30 kids and you're teaching a full group instruction lesson, then you break into groups. Sometimes kids still want that real one-on-one -on -one attention. And if they don't feel confident that it's going to happen, that's when you really, as a teacher, have to really pull, pull, pull through to give them that reassurance. Yeah. And, you know, Neil, some kids, they don't want to ask for help because they might not want to, in front of their peers, admit that they need that help. Right. So then they're sitting there really needing the help, not wanting to ask for the help. And then they're five to 10 steps behind. Right. And we know that that model really doesn't work. And this strategy of I do we do and you do is really what I refer to as a gradual release of responsibility. And it's the, you don't have to go all the way up to the 63rd floor by yourself. You're on a staircase of instruction. One step leads to the next step leads to the next step. And this learner diversity that you're talking about, right, is really supported with different learning profiles, different readiness skills, and it's a really nice way to differentiate instruction and bring universal design for learning into the classroom. Most definitely. And it's something that from your years of teaching and consulting, you came up with, right? And helping classroom teachers. Well, it certainly is a foundational principle of the PACT framework that I've authored. Many people have heard in education of the, I should model it, I should do it. And then I should engage students to do it with me. And then we should set up some independent tasks. 
So this I do, we do, you do really is best practice. But also in the PACT framework, we do it in a multi-sensory way. We just are not talking heads with explaining things to students, right? Because we know that that doesn't meet all learning styles. We provide a visual, we have hands-on materials. And so there's many different ways to make educational materials accessible in the classroom, embracing this strategy. And like I said, this is a foundational principle of the PACT framework. Whenever we're learning about something, reading about it, writing about it or talking about it. And also, Neil, let's discuss writing. You know, we know that students can really struggle with writing. And I used this strategy when teaching students how to expand details in sentences. We did a group writing lesson and I put a sentence that I authored up on, a, on the whiteboard. Let's just say it was about a science unit. And I wrote what I referred to as a boring sentence. The solar system has planets. And I said, now I am going to add more details to this. And I wrote below that sentence, the vast solar system has eight planets that revolve around the sun. I modeled how to add more details to expand that sentence. So then I put another sentence up there and it might be related to the inner planets. And then I said to the students, now I'm looking for help. Who can partner with me to add more words to this sentence because I would like to expand it and revise it. That was the we do together. So the I do was the sentence that I modeled and expanded. The we do was we are going to do an example together. And then we played a writing game. Each student had to pick out of a write about yellow bag, a sentence that they then had to expand themselves. And then our talk about was let's share our before and after sentences. And it was so meaningful with such high engagement because the students knew what to do. That's just awesome. And uh, the best place people can go to learn more about this is where, Phil? You can go to our website at aboutthepact.com. That's about, A-B-O-U-T, the, T-H-E, pact, P-A-C-T.com. You could also reach out to me at phil at aboutthepact.com and also on social media, on Facebook or Twitter and LinkedIn. I encourage you to learn more about universal strategies that could be used with all children because all education is special, Neil. You've heard me say this in my formal speaking roles and events that the strategies that we use in special education should be used with students of all abilities because they're sound teaching practices and they result in not only higher engagement, but higher achievement. Well, we appreciate it, Phil. Always great to chat with you and look forward to our next Every Child Can Learn podcast. So take care. Okay, thank you, Neil. All right, guys, that was Every Child Can Learn. Make sure you check out Phil, subscribe to the podcast, share, and we'll talk again next month. Take care.